Time now for the morning line here on KMA. March is Problem Gambling Awareness Month. Amanda McCall is a gambling treatment counselor with Zion Integrated Behavioral Health Services Incorporated. She joins us on the line this morning to talk about this special proclamation and the extent of problem gambling issues in KMA land. Good morning to you, Amanda. Good morning to you as well. Thank you for joining us. And uh, first of all, let's talk a little bit about your job and how big of an area you serve in our region. Yes, absolutely. So I am with Zion, and we cover the following counties, Dallas, Adair, Cass, Montgomery, Page, and Fremont. So if you are in one of those areas, um, we can provide service for substance abuse and problem gambling. Now, earlier this week, the Montgomery County Board of Supervisors declared March as Problem Gambling Awareness Month, and I believe uh, you've been before or will be before some other uh, boards of supervisors in our region for that same proclamation. What is Problem Gambling Awareness Month all about? Yes, so Montgomery did sign this week, and it sounds like Fremont is going to sign next week. Um, So Problem Gambling Awareness Month is an initiative to raise awareness that problem gambling can be a problem for many Americans and Iowans here in the state. Um, Problem gambling is a public health issue. Um, It affects our individuals, not just financially, but emotionally, um, and it can affect our businesses and our communities overall. When you talk about problem gambling, based on your experience, what are some of the causes of problem gambling that uh, you have seen with your clients? And do you notice any trends as far as uh, this problem is concerned? Absolutely. So problem gambling seems, you know, to have some financial um, influences, I would say. Oftentimes we try to win back losses or try to win our rent or... Um, some of those bills, but oftentimes we get caught up into the enjoyment. It feels good to gamble and win, Um, and that excitement, that serotonin, that dopamine really can affect us, um, much like any other addiction, whether that's drugs or alcohol, and as a result, we can throw ourselves in quite a financial bind, um, an emotional bind, relationships, and the list goes on. Based on your experience and from what you've seen and uh, along the lines of what you just said, is there a correlation between gambling problems and drugs and alcohol abuse? Yes. So we have seen about two-thirds of the individuals that struggle with gambling also struggle with substance abuse. So if you're coming into our office for substance abuse, we are asking you some pre-screener questions for gambling and vice versa. So if you're seeing us for gambling we're going to ask some substance abuse questions as well. Approximately how many people are you treating right now at Zion as far as problem gambling is concerned? How many clients do you have, and have you seen those numbers growing uh, during your tenure with Zion? So, unfortunately, I really have a low caseload. I feel like there's a huge stigma associated with problem gambling. Um, People identify that, you know, they have the problem, not me. Uh, and they have a hard time seeking help. So I only have about 10, 15 clients at this point, and I'd love to be able to help more. The cool thing with our program is not only am I helping the gambler, but I want to help the family as well because we know addiction can be a whole family issue. One of the issues that has sprung up over the last few years is legalized sports betting is catching on in this country. 
What impact from what you've seen is legalized sports betting have having on gambling problems in this country? Yes, absolutely. And most of the individuals that I'm working with right now are gambling either with sports or on their phone. Um, not as many are going to the brick-and-mortar casinos. The hard part with sports betting is that it's so convenient on our phones, our tablets, on our laptops. We don't have to get out of the house to go to the brick-and-mortar to place our sports bets any longer. Um, plus, we see advertisements for it all the time. Different companies come out, and they'll give you bonus bets for your first 5 or $10. Uh, they make it really easy to participate in the sport, um, and we don't hold our money tangibly anymore either, uh, so you can easily connect it to your bank account, and before you know it, there's a lot of money missing. With all the the talk about uh, sports gambling in the media, you got you know, sportscasters giving betting lines and things like that, not saying that that's wrong or anything, but is there a, a trend right now, do you believe, that we're normalizing sports betting so much that it is starting to become a, more of a problem than it used to be? Unfortunately, I do see that. Uh, we not only, it's part of our society, um, it's a cultural norm to participate in the sports betting. And I want to clarify I'm not anti gambling. We can watch a game and enjoy the game, um, and it is entertainment. But when it starts affecting our finances, our relationships with our spouse, relationships with work, that's where it really can become a problem. What about the age at which problem gambling issues first spring up? From what you've seen, how early do do problems involving gambling occur in people? Well, oftentimes it's about uh, 18 to 21 when problems really start. But the average age for a person to start gambling is actually seven here in the state of Iowa. So how does that happen? Well, we gift lottery tickets for birthdays or Christmas, holidays. Uh, we have our youth participate in March Madness brackets or pools and bets against each other as family, introduce them to the game of poker. Um, we Again, it's a cultural activity. It's accepted. We learn that that's what our family does. Um, and then it can become a problem. Going back to what you said earlier, how do problems occur from just, you know, participating in March Madness brackets and little things like that to when it becomes out of control and it really becomes a problem where it seizes somebody's life? Right. So if you are trying to win back losses, um, chase those feel-good feelings, you're finding yourself into some financial debt, maybe your spouse, your family, your friends, are pointing out that, you know, you seem to be distracted or spending too much money, those would be some of those red flags that we need to pause and think to ourselves, am I um, participating too much? Do I need to slow down um, or abstain? Whatever that might be for the individual. Now, what are some ways that society can help combat the issues or problem gambling and, and try to help uh, solve this problem, not solve it altogether, because you won't solve it altogether, but help ease some of the problems we're seeing with with gambling issues in this country. Right. One of the things that us as Zion are trying to promote is workplace policies. Oftentimes we have workplace policies for drugs and alcohol use, uh, but we should explore gambling in the workplace as well. Um, Maybe not having some of those March Madness brackets or uh, Super Bowl pools happening because you don't know if someone is truly struggling with gambling. Also, uh, what help is out there? You said earlier that there is a stigma uh, 
for people to not seek help. What help is out there, not only your agency, but some of the other uh, help that is there for people to help combat this problem? Yes. So there is uh, the 1-800 line, 1-800-BETS-OFF. By calling that number, you get connected to a professional, kind of ask some of those questions about what's going on, um, if you have any suicidal ideation or what exactly you need help with. From there, they would direct uh, to me, if you're in one of my six counties, uh, Your Life Iowa is another really great resource. You can do a self-questionnaire to see maybe if you are struggling. Um, so, And then I offer outpatient treatment. So we would meet as often or as little as you'd like, trying to maybe talk about coping skills or how do we abstain, how do we reduce. There is no current um, inpatient treatment for gambling at this point. Um, but there is a self-exclusion if someone feels the need to abstain from sports betting or brick-and-mortar casinos. There is a self-exclusion that I can help someone um, complete. Amanda, if they need to get a hold of you on this, how do they get how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, so as I mentioned, 1-800-BETS-OFF will connect you. Um, otherwise, if you call Zion and say, I need to talk to the gambling lady, that's another great way to get a hold of me. Uh, but my work phone is 712-254-3415. Really appreciate you being on about uh, this issue, Amanda. We thank you very much, and uh, we'll talk to you again somewhere down the line. Have a good rest of the day. Awesome. Thank you so much. That's Amanda McCall of the uh, Zion Recovery Center here on The Morning Line on KMA.